It's an exciting weekend. Um, it is amazing to be with you. Jay and James, good morning. Welcome to Grand Final Weekends. How was, bloody hell are you? That was I, a uh, great uh, intro. <laughs> you hope for that? that intro. That was great. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely massive this weekend. I can't wait to get it off. Uh, the NRL Grand Final as well. Cox Plate. Uh, you got the... Um, Manicano. Manicano stakes. stakes tonight. Uh, just so much stuff packed into one weekend. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We will get to the grand final uh, a little later. Um, but an also reminder, we'll be doing a special grand final uh, live stream at 6.10 on Saturday uh, for the grand final, a full panel from all the Sports Desk presenters. Um, it's going to be absolutely massive. So you can join us then at 6.10 uh, Australian Daylight Savings Time. Uh, but... Straight to the news, really, and uh, straight into some footy news. Uh, the grand final weather warning uh, came out today. The Brisbane is expected to reach a maximum of 29 degrees throughout uh, uh, with a lightning delay, a possibility. Imagine that. How 2020 is that? Uh, <laughs> we get to the grand <laughs> final, and it's not COVID that shut us down. It's a bloody lightning strike. That'd be, uh, yeah, it'd be just typical, like, oh, well. You know, nothing Way we don't expect out. anymore. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that would be absolutely crazy. The humidity is forca- forecast to be 70%. Um, plenty expectation, uh, speculation about potential spo- uh, storms over the past few days. Uh, but the latest suggests while storms are expected around the southeast Queensland on Saturday, they are not... They are looking more likely to stay inland to rumble through the city, although the Bureau of Meteorology is still not ruling it out. And uh, just on that, I had a look at the brief history uh, of um, some weather temperatures 
Can you guess what do you think the hottest grand final uh, ever was? Oh, um, I think it was oh. recent. Yeah, it was. I think, yeah, it, was. Was I think it, was. it was recent. Was it the Hawthorne one in um, uh, 2013? I think that was pretty hot. Well, was it warm that day? No, that was it, you know what? I think it was 32 degrees is the hottest grand final. 32. You were close with Hawthorne. I'm just trying to get the link back up. It's closed on me. I think uh, it was a Hawthorne. Yes, it was Hawthorne so, yeah. in 2015. Yeah. Uh, and that temperature. Bloody hot day the day That's before. That's right, yes. I, uh, a bit of a personal. I got sunstroke that day. No, no. At the grand final parade. In that sun. Mate, it was such a hot day. And I think that day after was even hotter. Okay, here's, so here's the temperatures. So, yes, hottest grand final day, 31.3, oh, 2015. Se- Pretty close. Seven off. Come on. Hawthorne v. West Coast. Uh, the coldest grand final day. See if you can guess the temperature Ooh, and the year. That'll go a bit. Ooh. Back, oh, hang on. No, no, no. I think it was 2009. Uh, incorrect. Wait, is, is, is it in is that it in era? That range? No, no, it's uh, a is long it time recent? ago. Or is uh, it going 1958. Forward? It was okay, Collingwood no. v I mean, Melbourne. I wasn't Jeez. even a, a thought then, so I don't even know. No. <laughs> uh, it was 11.3. Ooh. Bit of a chilly one. Pretty chilly. What, what was the second coldest? I'm not sure what the second coldest is. It's not listed here, but... <laughs> like, I think... Because I know 09, 10, and 11 were really cold. I know that. Wettest grand final. When was that? <laughs> it's uh, not in recent years. It'd be like... Not all right, you know what? So, uh, Jay, any guesses? Like, just out of... Like, you know, mm, just a guess. 1979. I'm going 1984. No, both off the mark. 1927. Uh. 1927. Yep, and apparently the grand oh. final was played at 9 a.m. in the morning for some reason. Uh, oh, wow. Collingwood v. Richmond, it was 25 to 13, so a very high-scoring one. Ah, <laughs> but, to you can't argue with the rain. It's played at 9 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, uh, that's. Uh... I'm not sure why. But yeah, it's pretty interesting, so it's going to be pretty humid. Um, hopefully no lightning, and hopefully it doesn't get shut down. That would be horrible. Um, but yeah, first, a night grand final. Uh, and a few other things. Ash Barty uh, has been named as uh, Richmond's uh, Cup presenter. And the Ian Nan Curvis uh, will be presenting the Cup for Geelong, if Geelong get up. Uh, is, that, and is that Toby's dad? I'm not sure. Because if it is, that'd be extremely funny. <laughs> if, uh, if, if, if the Catters oh, win. Um, yeah, please find that out. Because <laughs> I did think about that myself. That would be very, but... very funny. If he's presenting the cup to uh, his son's opposition team, uh, I'll the... up now. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, while you're looking that up, uh, also announced was the Colgate AFL Grand Final Sprint. I thought we might miss out on that this year, but they're still doing it. Uh, Bradley Hill from St Kilda has been named. Charlie Cameron from Brisbane. Ben Keys from Adelaide. Jordan Clark from Geelong. Ben Ainsworth from the Gold Coast. Josh Thomas from Collingwood. Uh, by Bioga Nguyen from Richmond and Xavier Dersma from Port Adelaide. Um, shame no Bloops players. I would like to see them, but uh, I guess they're planted right, across the country now. It's going to be too hard. <laughs> they're all slow. They can't catch anyone. Excuse me. Fisher, the fish. Got it. Uh, and uh, Jack Martin. He's, he's pretty quick. I would have put right. him. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, I, I could run in it if, if you know, Carlton players are in it, I may as well run in it as well. <laughs> All right, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that was taken too well by Sam. No, he's, he's... he's salty. <laughs> I mean, Just you're talking started. from some high ground there. Not really being below. Hey, it's all but... right. It's all right. Okay. I Next thought we passed that. Come on. Next year's your year. Although I do have a rant coming up, by the way. Um, Lockie Neal, of course, won the Brownlow. Congratulations to him. Um, I mean, it was pretty expected. He played extremely well this season uh, and was really great for Brisbane. Uh Sam Walsh wins the mark of the year, which was great. Courageous mark. Uh, although Cancorns didn't think so. Well, stick that up your ass, Kano. Cancorns is just wrong in every facet of his, uh, of his craft. Josh Dacos, goal of the year. Now, I, I don't oh, know if it's just because oh, no. they didn't want to award Carlton two awards, but it was a great goal, Dacos, but the goal of the year was Jack Nunes by a mile. By an absolute mile. And we get mugged by Collingwood at the line again. The other one that mugged us by Collingwood back in the day that were robbed, Andrew Walker with Mark of the Year. Another one that was a Collingwood won. I can't remember who won it, but... God. Um, yeah. I, I just don't know how... The pressure in that, that kick... Um, I mean, I could go on about forever, but we do need to move on. Uh, also, news about Jeremy Cameron selecting Geelong. Um, pretty interesting with that. What are your thoughts on that? Free agency and the like? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why he's picked Geelong. I mean, if he's got relations there or anything like that, or it's just purely for success because they're sort of back in the contention for flag again. But it's crazy uh, in the week, though, that they make it, that he announces it. You go, yeah, oh, it's... <laughs> I don't know if that's just the media trying to play with Geelong a bit as well, or I don't know. But good on him if that's what he wants to do. It'll be interesting to see what um, what he gets money-wise and everything like that, because they're after a few people. Geelong, um, mm. interesting. Well, that's all the footy news for now. We will get into the grand final um, up soon. Uh, but uh, some soccer news: Mesut Ozil breaks silence on being oh. deregistered by Arsenal. Uh, he says, I will continue to train as best I can and wherever possible use my voice against inhumanity and for justice. Do you hear what else he said? No. Loyalty is hard to come by these days. It's true. So big dig at uh, Mikel Arteta and his crew because, I mean, for me, that guy played with Arteta in the FA Cup final only, what, 20, 2012? Was it 2012 when we won our first FA Cup after that long, long run? Yeah. And to have a former teammate deregister you for the season, like, and he just yeah, um, he just I'm paid for the mascots' salary as well. <laughs> yeah, that's I just don't get it. Like, he's a good player. He's like, there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah, he might be a bit slow and a bit old, but he's one of those players. That he's a captain, was a captain, and all the players respect him. So I don't get why he's not. Is getting it game making time. room for younger guys on the list or? See, that's the thing, though. Like, you're not going to play a... <sighs> but it's not, not a way to get rid of a, a, a legend to the club. Um, you wouldn't do it. Like, it's no. disrespectful. It's well, dis- there's probably some deeper issues in the club that's probably haven't spilled out that probably will have, probably eventuate. But uh, shame for uh, him. I mean, he I went thought he was on holiday all last year after Corona. He right. just couldn't care because he's like, I'm not playing. I may as well go on holiday. 
Right, okay. He lived in Turkey all of Corona. Well, it's... Just, the club it, said you weren't getting, not going to get games. He's like, all right, I'll leave then. It's interesting, though, because... Um, well, the, the thing is, too, yeah, if you're not playing, you're not in form, it's, it's going to be easy to pick someone who's been playing if they're younger and probably someone late in their career. But still, not... not not the best way to go about things, and he's on I think three hundred and sixty, three hundred fifty something thousand pounds a week or something. So yeah. <laughs> hard to be uh, can be too upset because uh, still having a nice time without even playing. But um, yeah, not not to say not the way you want to see uh, players go out of the club. But sometimes it happens. Uh, in golf, Australian Adam Scott tests positive for COVID nineteen three weeks before the Masters. Uh, not good. Uh, this late on, uh, will he have time to recover? I mean, three weeks. It'll be right. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. Um, yeah, three weeks. Three weeks is alright. I think day eleven you get another test. Um, you know, he'll have ten days to recover from it, which is the usual time. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be. Well, I wouldn't be too worried. Okay. Well, exciting stuff on the special grand final edition. We'll, we, we'll be talking the game next. It's Richmond and Geelong, and it's going to be fantastic. And on today's show, uh, I thought we'd play some favourite footy songs, uh, and this one, first one. Hunters and Collectors, Holy Grail, right here on the Sports Desk. Hunters and Collectors, Holy Grail on the Sports Desk, and it's time to talk the AFL grand final. Richmond and Geelong face on Saturday night at 7.30 uh, with the pre-game entertainment and everything starting at 6.30. But you can start with us first at 6.10, live streaming on the Sports Desk Facebook page with a massive panel. Going to be exciting. Uh, I think we we have a Tigers supporter on, obviously with you. And uh, I don't know if we've got a Geelong, maybe. I'm not (laughs) not too sure. But I know we've got some Tigers on board. But uh, we'll start first with the, the preliminary finals. How did you think they go? We'll start off with the, the Friday night game, uh, Richmond defeating uh, Port Adelaide. How did you see it, Jay? Oh, it was a great final. We obviously wanted a good prelims. The prelims always seem to be better than grand finals. But that one was just another level. Obviously, the previous encounter around 11 was up to game of the year standard, and this one proved to be another one. It was just close all the way through, and really to the dying seconds of that game. Anyone could have won it. Anyone could have stolen it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was on the edge of my seat. It was hard to watch as a Richmond fan, even um, even though I'm watching it from home. It's still bloody intense, even though you know how much time's left. But Six points in the end. Very close. Great yeah. to Port, though. They really gave it a good crack. And, you know, for their first prelim as, as that sort of collective crew, um, bloody good effort for Kenny and Clint. He won Coach of the Year as well, which is deserving as well. Yep. Uh, but when they did score Port Adelaide on that march, when they were look looked like they were really getting back into it, they were kicking some crazy goals. So <laughs> none of the goals were simple; they were crazy. Mm. Um, uh, and a lot of players stand up for both clubs. Um, but the first one from <laughs> just the standout for me straight away. Dusty is switched on and pulls one out of his ass in the first minute or whatever, the bang around the, bo- around the body. Uh, he just really turns up to another notch in the finals. Um, Dustin Martin. Uh, James, what was your thoughts on that game? Yeah, um, I think there's a few things that, you know, you can take out of it that were positives and negatives. Um, 
for Richmond in the game. Yeah, they only won by six points. Um, but, you know, they they played... I feel like they were always just on top, mm. if you know what I mean. Like, they just... Even though the scoreboard, you know, there was only, like, what, one point um, separating them or two points separating them at um, three-quarter time, and there was one point separating them for about... Um, Almost ten. Oh, I was actually I was actually fourteen minutes. So they had um, fourteen minutes of just a one point. But even though the scoreboard said that, it didn't portray how a game kind mm. of felt. Yeah. If that made sense. So like, it kind of just felt like they were always just in control, no, no matter what the situation was. And it was kind of like, okay, they're gonna hold on. They're gonna hold on. They're gonna hold on. And I had a bit of a scare when uh, when Dixon kicked that goal to put yep. them in front. Um, but then, you know, Lambert scored that goal, which was absolute clutch madness by him. Um, uh, but, yeah, for me, I was always just confident they were going to win. I didn't see Port having a sniff. Um, Nan Curvis yeah. in the back. Um, crazy. <laughs> Pulling them left, right, and center. Yeah, the uh, Jack Rewalt's behind. Uh, is the best behind he's ever kicked, I reckon. Because <laughs> it just it, it sealed that. If we score, well, if they score, we just go into extra time. No big deal. And you know a, what I, mean? I heard a statement about Richmond uh, the other day. I can't remember who it was from, but they said even, even when Richmond aren't at their peak best, they're still really good. So mm. it's gonna it's gonna take a big fight from Geelong, uh, which we will move on to now. Geelong they defeated Brisbane by forty points in the end. Um, it was a bit of shame with the lines. Uh, I just fell away. I think um, maybe those. Earlier problems um, came to haunt them, really. The scoring, uh, that was a big thing. And um, Geelong just came in and swooped. Uh, I think they were criticised a lot in the past of uh, losing preliminary finals. And uh, they just had that extra bit of wind, second win this season, uh, that uh, has pushed them through. Um, yeah, but B- Brisbane did look a look, little bit rattled, um, which I was very surprised. How did you see that game, James? Um, yeah, it was, I was more hoping, I, look, either way the, where this game went, I was kind of happy with, with the either result. Um, but so like, I kind of watched it as a neutral, not barracking for a team. And I, I, I honestly felt like that Alliance kind of got stage fright a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, they experienced the big game there in front of a full crowd last year against the, uh, the, the Tigers and crumbled. Um, you know, it was. I think they got stage fright again. They were inexperienced in finals, I think. Yep. Um, yep. Geelong just has that... Like, you, when you come against a team that's really experienced in finals in the last 10 years, you know, playing in three grand finals, it's going to be three grand finals in the space of 11 years. You know, that's... Um, it's going to be a good team. It's kind of like a step up to the big stage because Brisbane, I don't think, really gave them a... Gave them a big scare, you know. They they kicked up a little bit. I think they got to a goal up at the first quarter. They're only up by five points. Um, but you know, the, the, yeah, I think that... after the first quarter they hit cruise control and it was just like mm. a any other game. So I don't think it, they phased them. So it'll be interesting. To see they had they some chances up. to get back into it, Brisbane, but uh, they just, did. But they didn't. They didn't, didn't take it. No, didn't take the opportunities on. And uh, yeah, as you said, hit con- cruise control. Wasn't Gary Ablett great? Uh, he is seem. He's like a fine wine uh he's yeah. just come really good and because he knows it's coming to the end of the career and just possibly the grand final 
will be his last game ever. So I think that's he's going to be more dangerous than ever. Uh, just insane how he's just switched on that extra gear. He's using every last bit of gas he's got left in the tank, uh, preserving up for Saturday night, which will be a night grand final. Uh, the first time since 2011, two Victorian teams will meet in the AFL grand final. More than 1,600 Ks away from the MCG, two of the generation's best players, Dustin Martin and Patrick Dangerfield, will go head-to-head, while rival spearheads Tom Lynch and Tom Hawkins will lead their respective attacks. The Tigers are chasing their third premiership in four years in what would be a rubber stamp on one of the most remarkable dynasties in the modern game. At the Cats champion, Gary Ablett is looking to finish his 356-game career with a third flag. So it's going to be absolutely massive. I think for this this year, it's really going to be a tight grand final. I think the weather's going to come into play as well, which is going to be really interesting. Uh, and I think Geelong have um, really turned that ground into a fortress this year. The uh, length of it is a bit similar to um, uh, their home ground, uh, which has kind of worked in their favour a bit. Um, and uh, I don't know, in the finals, they've just picked up another gear, I think, as well, uh, that we didn't really see in the first half of the year for the Cats. Uh, they've been more of a possession-based team, but they've really s- switched up the knots and added some speed to their game. And uh, so they are looking more dangerous than they have. Um, and definitely they've got the cattle with it. Um, and Dangerfield... Wanting to win his first, um, that's going to be dangerous. Uh, I, I'm really lost with. I, th- I think Geelong just. Uh, I think um, just that momentum is just going to push them through. The Tigers. Um, not going to say they have had an easy run in, but um, would you say it's been a bit easier than the Lions or even? What would you say? Uh, they got over. St Kilda quite easily. Yeah. Um, cruise control on that one for them. Um, and I think that they just weren't efficient in their scoring um, against Port Adelaide. So it could have been, mm. you know, uh, a uh, maybe a what, just say if we're doing six, you know, both teams and we take away that four, that's 12, 12 goals four, you know. So they would have yep. won by 36 points in retrospect. So... So Tigers um, are going to need to be at their absolute premium best uh, to really take this um, really efficient, informed cat side. Um, but I think it's going to be the cats for me. It's just a fairy tale with Gary Ablett going out in Dangerfield. Uh, sorry, Jay, but I think the Tigers have had their time. It's been good. <sighs> sorry, Jay. I'm so sorry. I told you before the show, <laughs> I love, I love, you know, Richmond. I love the way they play, but it's just the cats for me. I want Danger to get that flag. I want him to get that flag. Yeah, and no, uh, I'm I, just I hoping, expect... the hoping, uh, the other interesting fact too, both grand finals, Richmond and Playdom have been relatively easy. They haven't really been tested too much with GWS falling away in that Adelaide. Adelaide. So this, this is going to be a tight one. Uh, in a grand final for them. Um, we may even get to extra time, uh, which I've found oh, out is two five-minute halves. And if there's no results uh, in the both five-minute halves, uh, the siren will go when the next score is <laughs> a bit of a golden goal, golden score. Oh, really? Which so will be golden. crazy Damn. to see. <laughs> so we haven't seen extra time for a while. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out Saturday night. Um but fingers crossed, it's going to be a impressive, exciting game. 
A uh, few crazy things I've noticed though across town. Uh, the Andy Lee put it on his Instagram story of a uh, Richmond supporter walking his dog who he had painted yellow and black. Poor dog. Come on. Yeah. Oh, come no, on. No, no. Terrible. Nah, mate. Good on him. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Cruelty. Well, Victorians do. They got to do what they can do now. I think honestly, you and everyone a bit mad. Yeah. Well, we can only watch uh, your closest family. You, yeah, you haven't said much on the game, Jay. I know you're pretty nervous, but what's your overall feel of the game? Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot more different to... Obviously, we're talking about our last two grand finals. They were very one-sided, but I definitely feel like this one will be a lot closer because, obviously, Geelong, I mean, they're a bloody good team and they really showed it uh, against Brisbane last week. So I'm not expecting uh, an easy cakewalk to another premiership. I think it's definitely going to be a grind. Uh, I mean, obviously, we played them back in round 17 or so and got to get the job on them, but... I'm not taking that form into anything. I think it's really going to come down to who's, you know, takes the occasion the right way on the day, especially if there is a bit of rain and if there's a, a bit of humidity and everything like that. It's anyone's game for me. Well, it'll be crazy to see 30,000 full crowd in. That uh, I know they opened the sale up to the general public. So fans, the atmosphere is going to be electric on Saturday night. You can join us at 6.10 with our preview on the Sports Desk Facebook page. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be doing a halftime show, maybe with a, uh, a Harvard uh, panel, but we'll see who we <laughs> what we get on the day. But um, Very restricted panel, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's going to be absolutely exciting. We've waited so long this season for a grand final. One day in October, the Tigers and the Cats... When we come back, we'll be talking the Champions League, the Premier League, and more, uh, right here on the Sports Desk. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Almost got it. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Footy, footy on the Sports Desk. Um, Before we get into the Champions League and stuff, uh, of course, the 100th running of the Cox Plate is also on Saturday. Uh, That's going to be absolutely massive. Uh, James, you've been looking at any tips? The field is very uh, tight, if you want to call it. Yep. Tight? Yep. Um, so, favourite going in to the Cox Plate, Russian Camelot. I mean, you cannot go past this horse. The jockey is Damien Oliver. Um, you know, he's got a very good reputation um, on, you know, good horses and um, coming into the spring. Danny O'Brien's the trainer. Um Really reputable trainer as well. But yeah, this horse has been, you know, unbelievable uh, in its run up to this race. Uh, and I certainly think that it will go on. That's my cup tip. Um, I mean, if look, if you're, if you're wanting... So you're going both. Three, Clean sweep, Cox Plate and Melbourne Cup. I mean, Maccabi Diva did it. No saying that, uh, you know, Russian Camelot can't do it. Uh, so look, if, if you want to get a, you know, first three or first four, you'd... Uh, for me, it would be Russian Camelot, Humidor, um, Arcadia Queen, and ooh, it, it, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Um, Colding in there. Throw that in there. All right. Sure. Why not? Let's chuck that in there as well. So that's our. <laughs> that's the first four, if you want to call it. Sport, the sports um, says first four. Uh, so that's going to be fun. The, 
Um, and we've got the, we've got the Manicano stakes tonight. Tonight, yep, as well. Real exciting. Just a very extremely quick run of the field. Yep. Um, ideal tip: Dirty Works in at the favourite. Um, at um, uh, one. No, he's not. Odds have changed. Diamond Effort is odds on. Um, at one to zero. So I mean, you know, you can't really go past that as a um as a horse and trekking as well um, yeah trekking's one to look out for real yep. good horse yep uh trained by james cummings uh real reputable trainer if you're wanting a bit of a bit of an odds off chance uh liar um draw drew barrier four so awesome okay well we look forward to that tonight uh, but it's been an exciting week in the champions league and just looking at the results, um, going through here, Club Brugge defeated Zenit 2-1. Juventus defeated Dynamo Kyiv, Kev 2-0. Uh, RB Leipzig um, defeated Istanbul 2-0. Uh, Angelino both scoring that one, the um, Man City right back on loan to Leipzig. Uh, Rennes and Krasnoda 1-1. Lazio defeated um, Dortmund 3-1. Uh, Chelsea drew nil-nil with Sevilla. PSG went down to Man United. That was the shock result for me. 2-1. Insane. Barcelona uh, defeated Ferencia... Oh, my God, that name. Ferencia Varos, 5-1. Abi Salzburg drew 2-2 with Lokomotiv Moscow. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk defeated Real Madrid, 3-2. You wow. Love, you love to see it. Yeah. Liverpool defeated Ajax 1-0. Man City defeated Porto 3-1. Atalanta defeated uh, Medigliand 4-0. Olympiacos defeated Marseille 1-0. Uh, Bayern Munich defeated um, Atletico Madrid 4-0. And Inter Milan drew 2-2 with Muchen Gladbach. So an exciting first round of the Champions League. What's been your favourite moments from those games, James and Jay? Um, I think Barcelona's performance um, was really strong and really, you know, dominant. Ansu Fadi, 17-year-old, player of the month last week, last for this month in the La Liga. The guy is just... He's going to be the next Messi, Ronaldo, or whoever you want to call, like the next greatest player. Um, I think... Leipzig was had a good win, um, but Shakhtar Don Donetsk, I, yep. I say, I don't know. Um, that stuck out um, like a sore thumb easily. Yep. Real Madrid slipped back, and that that last goal they actually equalised it, but it was taken off by VAR in the last minute, <laughs> uh, which unlucky. is unlucky for Real Madrid. Um, but pretty f- funny when giants fall sometimes. And I think the uh, their their game's being promoted to the uh, famous La Liga clash between Barcelona and Real Madrid is not too far away. I'm not sure when that. Uh, maybe this weekend or the weekend after. Um, uh, the but, El Clasico is on Saturday, one a.m. Ah, there we go, El Clasico. Uh, so that's going to be interesting going into that. Jay, what were your favourite moments? Yeah, I think the uh, Shakhtar one was probably my favourite because obviously Shakhtar were missing a lot of players because of coronavirus, I believe. So. I think it was up to 10 players weren't uh, usually in their first team weren't playing that game. <laughs> that so to win that against Real Madrid, yep. um, it's just an extra cherry on the cake, I guess, because, mm. uh, you know, Real Madrid's obviously always a contender in the Champions League and for a team like that uh, to come out missing a bunch of players 
and stun them like that. It just shows how uh, it's what obviously we love to see, and then it opens up the door for our other teams as well. So um, that was probably my favorite moment. Uh, Porto actually went first up. Um, Man City they scored first, and I was I was a bit worried. Um, but we managed to get over the line 3-1. And Ilkay Gundogan, a massive, amazing free kick. One of the craziest free kicks I've seen in a while. Um, great from him. Uh, surprised we haven't seen too much of him uh, for the last while. And Aguero's played his second game back. He actually scored with a penalty. So it's nice to see him back on the score sheet. Um, but before we get to the break, Premier League next. Um, it's going to be exciting to go through match day. Ooh, what match day is it? Match day six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's going to be absolutely fantastic. That's coming up next. Um, but we continue with our footy songs um, celebrating the AFL Grand Final this weekend. And we could not get the show away without playing this. This is Mike Brady with the famous Up There Kazali. This is the Sports Desk on Sin. Mike Brady with Up There Kazali on the Sports Desk. Uh, great footy classic song. Um, uh, as we get excited for the grand final on Saturday night. Uh, but more things on Saturday night. Uh, actually, the Premier League with Match Day 6. And a few results last week. A massive Merseyside derby uh, ended in a 2-2 draw. Uh, Man City, 1-0 over Arsenal. Sure you wanted to hear that again. Uh, Chelsea drew 3-3 with Southampton. My God, Kepper the keeper. He, uh, <laughs> wow. They um, got the first three goals and then conceded the next three. Crazy stuff. Man United kind of redeemed themselves. 4-1 over Newcastle uh, over that crazy game before the break. Crystal Palace drew 1-1 with Brighton. Sheffield United drawed 1-1 with Fulham. Tottenham drawed 3-3 with West Ham. Insane. Uh, another one where they West Ham came back. Oh, who was it? Um, Lanzini's goal was insane. That, that's um, being a Puskas, whether you like it or not. The greatest no, goal I've ever seen. it was a really good goal. Uh, Aston Villa went 1-0 over Leicester City. Uh, Wolves went 1-0 over Leeds United. West Brom drew 0-0 with Burnley. How was the weekend for you, Match Day 5? I loved it. Um, for my fantasy, it was the highest I scored for fantasy, thanks to Hyun Min Son, the South Korean god. He was my captain. Um, he's my captain as well. I love him. I also love Dominic Calvert-Lewin. But no, I, I was happy. I kind of, now that you know we've got, I take fantasy more seriously. I kind of like watching all the games and seeing how they yeah, flow. Yeah, no, no, it's great. Um, it's added a new dimension for it to me as well. I feel bad for uh, Van Dyke. Yep. Just, I felt terrible for him. Um, I don't know, Pickford, they're calling into band for as long as um, Van Dyke's been being injured for. You know, there's all this ridiculous stuff, but the Tottenham game kind of stands out because I, I just love watching. I, even even as an Arsenal fan, I'm supposed to despise Tottenham. I literally only watch them just for Son, just for Son and that's it. Yep. Um, and he, that, that combination with, with him and Harry Kane is just like... Oh. It's very deadly. I think they're going to be another surprise this season. They're yeah, they're going to be up there. Be up there. Um, yeah. You know, if you want to join our um, fantasy Premier League team, our, our league, join it because uh, we keep we try and keep it competitive, don't we? Boys? Yes. <laughs> so definitely join it because it's a bit of fun. Jay, how was the, the match day five for you? Yeah, I'm happy with Villa, how they're going. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
And bar Ross the Barkley loan, and yeah, the loan from well. Ross Barkley has become a treat for them. Straight into it and straight uh, straight with a goal. So they're seeing second at the moment. So they're looking nice and pretty with Everton. Um, so that I mean, they're looking just at that table. It's just so weird to see. Yeah. <laughs> Villa and Everton top two, and then you got Leicester sitting in fourth as well, Liverpool in third. But uh, I love, I love the way the season's panned out so far, and how open it is um, for any team to really cause an upset or do you know what uh, Southampton did to Chelsea and just come back three nil, yeah, make it three all. So this um, is one of my favourite seasons. Man. It was great watching it. games on uh, Discord with a Chelsea fan and watch his heart <laughs> crumble. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I watched the Arsenal game with my brother. Uh, really, you played a better second half. And I was surprised you did not equalise. It was it was very close mm. um, towards uh, the final couple of minutes, but uh, that early goal uh, proved to be the lucky one for City. Uh, game of two halves it is, and uh, City get the three points. And, Can I just uh, ask for your opinion, boys? Right now, you know, with Arsenal and you know the hype that's been given to you know a few players and stuff like that mm-hmm. around the Premier League, has a Bamiang just flopped for you? He's not had the greatest start. Uh, like, people are probably expecting higher of him. As much as I like him, I had to take him out of my fantasy for this week and had to get rid of him and replace him with some Manchester United players because oh, he's, no. just, he's not doing the goods. I didn't and have him at all from to good, start with. Don't. It's, <laughs> it wasn't, it's not good. My brother had uh, Lacazette in his... Uh, um, his yeah, I mean, that's better. a smarter decision. But yeah, Bamiang's just been real quiet for me. And I don't know why, but it's a bit worrying. Uh, well, it'll take interesting players in and out of form. Maybe the second half of the season will be absolutely massive and you'll be mm. uh, regretting the words uh, early on. I hope I do. Um, but match day six is ahead. Uh, we start off on a Saturday morning game, 6am Aston Villa versus Leeds United. I look forward to that one. That's going to be pretty interesting. West Ham with the early game with Man City at 10.30 on Saturday night after the grand final. Uh, great time. Fulham uh, and Crystal Palace play Sunday, 1am. Man United and Chelsea, massive one, 3.30am. Bad time, massive game. Uh, Liverpool and Sheffield United, Sunday, 6am. Southampton and Everton, Monday, 1am. Wolves and Newcastle, Monday, 3.30. Arsenal and Leicester City, Monday, 6.15am. Brighton and West Brom, Tuesday at 4.30. And Burnley and Tottenham, Tuesday at 7am. So it's going to be interesting. Big matchups there. Of course, a few ones sticks out for me. Man United, Chelsea. Uh, That is a big fixture. Um, Man United redeeming themselves in the Champions League and the Premier League after that um, horrible loss to Tottenham. Uh, And with Chelsea's defence just being almost non-existent, um, insane. Uh, They managed to keep their... Um, Mendy came back in from his uh, injury in the Champions League game. I'm not sure if he'll play again back up on the weekend, uh, but I, d- I don't know. I don't know what's up with them. They're, a few of the new players have performed all right, and they're scoring, and it's been great. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a hard one there. What's some other fixtures that stick out for you? Well, I'm interested to see how Leeds go, bounce back. Uh, they're obviously playing Villa in the first game, so obviously they had that disappointing loss to the Wolves uh, last week. So I'm, I'm still hyped for the Leeds. Obviously, they've dropped off a little bit, but I think they can uh, hopefully make a challenge of Villa. But at the same time, if Villa can keep going with the way they're going and you know potentially takes top spot, 
from Edmonton, that'd be also good. Yeah, um, wow, that'd be very exciting. Very team lifting. Yeah, and then I guess Man United, seeing if they can respond in their Premier League form. Also, they beat Newcastle last week. Pretty stock stand for them, but they need another big scalp. Um, again, Chelsea at Old Trafford. I think that's a game they've got to win as well because also they had success in the Champions League. Now they've got to back it up in the Prem. So um, I'll be interested to see how Man U go in that game. Yeah, and uh, West Ham coming back into a little form. Uh, they started off pretty poor, but um, really have come back in the last two or three weeks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, against Man City. You've still got some major players out. De Bruyne is still out. And look, Aguero are in. Um, but uh, they brought on uh, Fernandinho in the Champions League just to tie up the last couple of minutes, and uh, he was pulling on his uh, on his uh, left hamstring. Uh, a minute into it was on his grand, so he was replaced straight away. So I think these tight fixtures are really impacting some of the teams and uh, especially some of the older players because um, uh, we don't really get a break. Next week is Champions League as well. So there's not two yeah. weeks. It's uh, straight into the next round, straight away. So it's going to be absolutely massive. I look forward to this weekend. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up. Um, but I wanted to play now. This is the brand new version of McKenna. Last one standing, you may remember it. A couple of years ago, Dennis Committee wrote the lyrics uh, and met up with the American band McKenna and produced this amazing footy song. But they've updated the lyrics for 2020 and the Gabba. So it's pretty cool. We're going to be playing it for you now. I don't know if it's been played on radio yet. So maybe a sports desk exclusive, which is pretty cool. So this is McKenna with Last One Standing on the sports desk. McKenna, the last one standing on the sports desk, and we're going to wrap up now. It's been a massive grand final edition of the show. Uh, it's going to be absolutely massive, isn't it, Jay? Uh, still nervous, and we're a day away. Yeah, exciting. Um, it's a shame it's not going to be the same as other years for us Victorians, but no, nonetheless, it, it would have be been. Spectacle. I was just thinking about today. It would have been absolutely massive. Imagine the crowd at the G, Richmond and Geelong. The parade, the town, it would have been party time. It would have been uh, absolutely fantastic. But it is what it is with COVID and hopefully maybe back to uh, next year. uh, The grand final will be back belong where it is at the G. Absolutely. Um, But massive game, Saturday, 7.30. Again, we'll be live at 6.10pm Australian Daylight Time. Uh, 5.10 if you're in Queensland, 5.40 if you're in South Australia, or 3.10 if you're in WA. Um, It's going to be absolutely massive. Uh, We will see you then. Cheers, Sammy. Look forward to it. Awesome. This has been the Sports Desk on Sin.